24 minutes before 5 o'clock. A very good morning to you and welcome to the show. It is time for our Get Up and Go. And this morning we are joined on the line by tennis champion. Her name is Kutato Munjani. Thank you so much, Mama, for being with us. Good morning, Kenny, to you and to the listeners. And I would just like to first of all say a very big congratulations to you for, for making it to Wimbledon this year. And we're going to talk about, you know, some of the backstories that people may not know about. But first things first, we just want to say to you, we are definitely proud of you as a country. Oh, thank you so much. I have to put it to you that I envy you for waking up this early and get it going. <laughs> Listen, I'm here. Uh, by the time it's three o'clock, I'm saying good morning to the world, you know. So definitely, you know, we, we're used to it now, you know. And, and in fact, we come to appreciate, uh, you know, waking up and, you know, seeing the sunrise every morning. Hotato, you know, let's just talk about, you know, where your journey with tennis began. Uh, you know, my 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 tennis tennis began when I was still at high school and I was doing matric in 2005, because uh, I went to a special school in Limpopo Province, some school called Helena France Special School. I was doing wheelchair basketball and table tennis, and I was just one of the active learners at school. When tennis was introduced, it came to me as an instruction to go and represent the school which, you know, as a learner, was doing almost every activity in school. I wasn't interested. But, uh, you know, when I was forced to go and represent the school, even though I wasn't happy about it because I wasn't playing tennis anyway. But uh, that's where it all started because that particular weekend, I remember we woke up the very same time as this to get to Pretoria. So what happened is I went to Pretoria. When I get there, there were other, you know, kids from different parts of South Africa. Mm. All I did is just pick up the racket. And, yeah, they were like, you just have to aim the sign to hit the ball over the net. And that's how it happened. I just picked up the racket and started playing. And, oh, that's where it all started. And, 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 and I suppose at that time for you, it was just about, you know, I, I have to hit this ball wherever it goes. I have to hit the ball. And and for our listeners who are not aware, Khotato, uh, she is, um, you know, on a wheelchair and she, she plays, you know, from her wheelchair and she's on, um, you know, the ground and she's playing tennis. And whenever I watch you, you know, Khotato, one of the things I always want to ask is, how do you coordinate between, you know, your wheelchair and, and, and the record and playing? and also controlling yourself. You know, there's a lot happening at the same time. Ah, definitely. It, it comes back to timing, you know. You, you need to, like, do a lot of exercise around timing, like you say, in coordination. You go back to, uh, what do they call this thing? Like, you, you meditate a lot, yeah. you know. You need, to, you need to try fit in those exercises in for you to be able to do it because definitely it is so hard to push with the racket and hit the ball and have to think where am i hitting that ball because mm. it's just all about hitting the ball over the net so it comes with you know that package that along your day you need to at least spare a moment to work on your on your on your vision you know so you need to visualize visualize a lot so you need to actually give yourself some time in your day to work on your visualization see those things so that you can be able to do it
Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's something that, of course, you know, you've worked on over the years. And let's talk about perhaps your coach and, you know, working with your coach also just to, um, you know, improve your skills, improve your timing. There's a lot of things, I suppose, that are happening uh, for you to, to, to reach a certain level of the game. Yeah, definitely. Because well, what, what the, role, the role that the coach does for me, it's obviously, you know, in the game better in terms of, Technique is my technique right. If my technique it's it's not the usual technique, you need to be able to work around that technique just to make sure it works in a way that I can be able to compete out there. What the coach does also it's it's not necessarily your 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 technique only, but it comes back to when you travel, when you're out there, he 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 can give you advices on how the climate is what type of a ball is being used, how can you restrain your racket, what type of a shot you need to use in a surface like that or in a climate like that. So the coach is there to guide you through all those things because, I mean, if you have a talent, no one can take that away from you. If you know how to hit the ball, no one can take that away from you, but he can only guide you which sort of shot to to play. Is, is it is it a lot of top spin or we're playing a lot of slicing conditions like this. Mm. So the coach is just there to take you through all those steps and actually sort of like he teaches you how to win a match, you know. That's, that's what they do because sometimes when you're talented, they can't really teach you more than that. Right, that's very true. Now, Khutata, what I'd like to know is your journey to Wimbledon. I know that you you were part of a wild card, you know, that allowed you to go into into the into the actual tournament. How did all of this come about? Uh, to put it to you, that uh, you know, early early this year when I went to Australian Open, when I came back, what I managed to achieve it is the uh, ranking of six in the world, mm. which uh, it awarded me an, a, a direct entry into Roland Garros. It's, uh, as you know, that in tennis we have four Grand Slams for big tournaments, whereby in wheelchair tennis it's only eight players from men's and women who can take part in that. Mm. So you can imagine how hard it is for it to just get into that tournament. So for me being that number six, when I entered Roland Garros, I also entered Wimbledon as number six. But uh, along the way, I couldn't play for a good two months. I think that was uh, March, April. I couldn't play because of financial constraints. So for me not being able to to play in that two months, I lost so many points that I could have defended from last year. So that's what happened. My ranking dropped from number six to number eight. Mm. I think that's how it came about. When Wimbledon cutoff comes, I was number eight. And... That was my getting into this line. It can only be through wildcard. But that wasn't my decision. I had to wait for Wimbledon management and whatever to come back to me and say, we are worried to a wildcard. Because normally it goes to a country, men or women. So what happens is they brought the news to me. And I thought, yeah, I deserved it. Because I couldn't play for two months and I was number six. And you know, in tennis, the points, they, they just don't stay there. You need to keep playing for you to maintain those points. So it, it was just difficult like that. But that's how the World Cup, you know, came about. Because mm. when I entered the tournament, I was number six. But by the time they cut off, my ranking was already dropped off to number eight. To number eight, so, yes. Yeah. 
That's how it happened. And, and and how was that experience? Because, I mean, we're in South Africa, we're rooting for you, we're seeing you on TV, but how was the experience just from, you know, the way you guys are treated as athletes there, you know, where, where you stayed, the experience of playing with other athletes, you know, and, of course, subsequently leaving uh, the tournament? I mean, uh, the experience was, was amazing for me, looking at, I was the, uh, it was my first time playing on brass. Honestly, when I went out to Wimbledon, I went out with friends and looking at my challenges that I couldn't even take a coach with me because I couldn't afford that. Mm. So you can imagine me going out there. It was just a matter of, you know what, go out there, have fun, just go and feel how this grass is because you never played on it. So I going out there, it was without any expectations, but to have fun. But uh, I know the tournament uh, host made it so memorable for me, like, you know, I want an opportunity to meet the royal family. So it, it was one experience that I, I, I can't even, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to even forget it very soon. I, I think that was one of the best tournaments I've ever played in Wimbledon. It has just its own tradition, you know, mm-hmm. how players are treated. You just feel like part of the tournament. So it, it was amazing. I, I don't want to lie. It was one good experience for me. And to somebody that's listening to you right now, Hutazo, and is feeling discouraged and demotivated in their own life because things are not exactly going to according to plan, how would you encourage them? Uh, what I can tell them is we, we live in a world of possibilities and at times it's going to get tough, difficult. Just don't give up because one day you'll get it right. Mm. And is there an inspirational quote or message that um, you live by that you can share with us? Uh, yeah, but uh, I just picked up somewhere when, as I was growing up. So I'm not so sure who said that, but it says only those who risk going too far can only find out how far they can go. That's what I live by, yeah. Mm. And, you know, it's been very well documented in terms of, you know, how difficult it was, you know, financially for you to get to Wimbledon. And also you've just alluded to the fact that you couldn't even take your coach with you. Uh, to, to the sports department and to, you know, the different uh, athletic association, do you think that enough is being done to support at, uh, I mean, athletes uh, financially and how how do we change this so that next time when you do have a, you know an opportunity to go and play at a tournament or any other athlete you know for that matter that there is money that the budget is there? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I feel like the department is is doing its best in terms of you know giving what they can to the federations. But uh, you know, sports like tennis golf, you name them, those individual sports, it's just so difficult to, you know, to just fund because they, they require quite a lot of money. So, I mean, for me, it's just to edge it out there to the corporate world, you know, to to, to, to just come and be part of it because I, I think that's the only way we see it surviving because that's how other players, you know, survive out there. So it's not necessarily more what the department can do, but just to engage the whole country to be able to to, to support us through that. Because I think that way it can actually work better because at the end of the day, it's individual sport. You need to be able to have your own support, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because sports like water tennis, I mean, it has like 
500 players across the country. So you can imagine even the money that we get from the department, from SASCO. What does it do? You know, it's just a lot of players and it can actually give each and every player an opportunity to just pursue their dreams. So it's more what the corporate world can can do to help, you know, going forward. And are there any um, upcoming games that uh, you are working on currently and preparing towards? Yeah, yeah, definitely. U.S. Open, U.S. Open is the next one. It's the last game of the year, so that that will be my next tournament coming up on the sixth from the the ninth of September. So that's what I'm preparing for at the moment. And yeah, and you know what? That makes me the first South African world tennis player to complete the world first game in in a year. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And you are going to be uh, going to, 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 to representing uh, them on my birthday. My birthday is uh-huh. on the 9th. So. Happy birthday in advance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, already uh, it's going to be a, a, a good one. Uh, it's going to be a great one because it's on my birthday. And we wish you nothing but the best as you work and prepare towards your U.S. Open. Thank you so much. An absolute pleasure being in your company today. Uh, please do share with us your social media uh, handles, Hotaza, so that our listeners can also connect with you. Uh, you know, uh, the listeners can get hold of me on Twitter at uh, KG Munjana One, same as on Instagram and on Facebook as yeah, at KG Munjana One. Thank you so much for being with us on SAFM Sound Awake. It is 11 minutes before 5 o'clock. She is a champion and there's just so much that we can uh, learn from her and what it is that she's done with her life. An absolute inspiration uh, to all of us. 10 minutes before 5 o'clock. Here's Tandis Maswai with Zabalaza.